All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. All right, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Ken, I'm glad you got your camera fixed just in time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? Before we get into anything today, uh, before I thank anyone for joining us, I just want to say, Tim Freeze, rest in peace. Uh, my my Facebook feed has been blown up all day with the passing of the Iceman. Um, and he was looking forward to Kiss at Madison Square Garden on his 64th birthday, I think it was, uh, supposed to be. But sadly, he passed away yesterday. So, you know... His passing has impacted a lot of people. Just the outpouring of grief for another fallen KISS Army member and a really, really nice guy. If anyone ever went on a cruise, you probably met the guy. And if you're lucky enough to be friends with him, well, you know, count your blessings and savor those memories um, because there really was not a nicer guy out there. And there's just positivity pouring out with all the other stuff going on. So, Tim, you know, it's going to be impossible not to think of him at Madison Square Garden and all the other members of the KISS Army who have passed on, uh, sadly. But his last post, I mean, I just hope that my last post on any social media is as awesome as Tim's because he was looking forward to watching the fantastic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And that is one of my wife's favorite things ever. We've got the DVD. We were pissed off last year when it went over to iTunes um, and wasn't available for, for viewing and couldn't be bothered to get the DVD out. But if you can leave this earth and your last post is looking forward to seeing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, when it's shown, there's nothing better. No bitching about set lists, no bitching about pay-per-views, no bitching about this or that, but looking forward to a Kiss show and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. What better way to sign off if you don't know it's coming? Um, so, Tim, here's to you. All right. Moving on to happier things. Kiss pay-per-view. Who could have mm-hmm. called that on their bingo card today, Lonnie? <laughs> <laughs> it was a surprise, but a welcome one. It's something we've uh, been wondering about, so... They they surprise us today. No no packages, just a straight pay per view, which I think was definitely the right decision. No no vinyl and other things to to add as well. No no no, no pins, no. no t-shirts, no vinyl, no platinum pay per view package. No no Guinness Book of World Records guy didn't pre- preface the show or anything. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> you know what. Uh, <laughs> It's 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 a shock. It's really late notice as well for that. So there was probably a lot of business shit happening in the background to get it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York City, it is a union town. Uh, Madison Square Garden is very strict. There are venues. I'll talk about strict venues uh, when I talk about seeing Kiss at the Hollywood Ball. But um, there were probably a lot of things to get together in order to make that happen. And I don't know how that works in terms of musical clearances. Um but whatever, for people who are not able to be there, you're going to be able, if you so choose, to watch a pay-per-view. And what what could be better if you can't make the trip or don't want to make the trip? Or maybe you don't even care about the band anymore. Well, you know what? 
here's one last chance for you to be part of it, just like was the case with the pay-per-view for the, uh, what was it, the farewell uh, toward the last kiss to East Rutherford. Mm. Ken, what are your thoughts on pay-per-view? Yeah, I think it's actually good. I think earlier in the year we talked about it, and I said, oh, I probably wouldn't get it if they did it. But uh, thinking that it was probably not going to be the end anyway. Uh, but, you know, I'm feeling it's the end. So I, I'm going to go ahead and do it. It's it's not too expensive or anything. Um, and uh, I don't have to worry about thinking I'm going to get some other package with all merch and stuff like that. It's just going to be the, the video and, and uh, you know, I'll watch it. I'll check it out because it may well and probably is be the last Kiss, you know, concert. Yep. Mark, how about you? Um, I think I might end up actually getting it for a couple of reasons, uh, mainly because uh, my Toronto show that I'm supposed to go to looks like it might be falling through for me because the guy who's supposed to be going with me, he might be out of town on a business trip for that uh, time around there. So I might not be able to go to that. But if I can watch this, at least it'll be a, you know, a, a way to check out the finale of the show. And, I, and I'm guessing if, if there's a, if there's a show to see on this tour, it's probably going to be that one. Right. So I, I think I should probably get in on it, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably still get it. I think it's got a replay available on it. I just need to yeah. check that it does. If it does, I will probably get it so that I can replay it. Um, because again, I'm going to see it from the audience and see yeah. it from a different perspective. So seeing, you know, mm-hmm. the the pay per view itself would still be valuable to me as someone who's in the audience. So um, I want to thank everyone for joining us, Ronnie Parker, um, Demo from Oz, Damian, Bill Phelps. Chad Kaufman, Thomas Alltop, the Opal Archive, um, Austin, Stefan von Gegern, hopefully I got that wrong, right, pardon me, uh, Tim G, uh, Angelo, NYPD, uh, Josh Hefner, we'll, uh, we'll get around to welcoming anyone else who joins us, so pitch in with you, any topics that you want us to go with today. Hollywood Bowl, obviously, I went down down south i was not going to see anything until the end but the opportunity came i was just like i'm gonna go i was able to go with some friends um caught the sound check which you know i have not done a sound check because ken i wasn't i didn't show up to that show right um (laughs) where i would have done the vip yeah Uh, so it's been 2017 since i last saw a sound check and at that time it was kind of electro acoustic so i wanted to see um you know them do it the way that they do it and doing it on the hollywood bowl stage was actually really cool i just went in there i went straight to the back sat up on the wall where i could be comfortable anyone who's seen my video by now uh knows that i had drunks beside me um yeah unfortunately but so what i don't i don't give a shit no one else really noticed them either no one turned around from kiss to pay attention to the drunks um i thought it was really cool yeah if you go on YouTube and watch this stuff, then they do the same shit every night, but they don't do the same shit every night. They've done some different songs throughout. They've also done some, you know, me, uh, sound checks with only four songs. I got plaster caster hotter than hell got to choose. Um, oh shit. I can't, can't remember now. Um, oh, Christine 16. So two from love gun for Jean, uh, two from hotter than hell from Paul, 
and then Tommy did something, which I didn't film. Um, so it was really cool. It, it was excellent. The questions I didn't bother even taping or listening to because they were the usual sorts of things that were like the AOL Q&As back in 1995. <laughs> so um, the people who got to ask the questions had a great time because they got to ask a question. And, you know, um, I wouldn't ask a question anyway. So it was really cool for them, and I'm very happy for them, but it wasn't adding anything to the body of knowledge of uh, history. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Uh, I love you. I've seen you. <laughs> um, yeah. It, you can just imagine how, how, the band, how the band was. The Hollywood Ball. I got down there, and I did not know that Guns N' Roses were playing there that night. Hmm. But I wasn't going to go to Guns N' Roses anyway, because as I've said before, no Izzy. No guns. I'm not going to go watch those scabs with no integrity play all that great Guns N' Roses music. I'm kidding. Um, like, are, no- are, we, are we a little bit of a hypocrite here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a complete hypocrite if that was the case. No, I was absolutely beat after driving down from San Francisco. So I went to the Rainbow, had a couple of drinks, and went back to my room. I had to be down on the strip for some stuff anyway. So, um Screw Guns N' Roses. I can watch that on YouTube or listen to the great deluxe box sets uh, for Appetite and Use Your Illusion. Um, I can't do two concerts in a row. No, mm. I can't handle that much people. I, it's just a technical impossibility for me. And anyway, since they uh, bailed on Lonnie, I had to put up a stand and say, I'm not going to go see Guns N' Roses because Lonnie didn't get to see them. <laughs> so. Thank you. Loyalty. Look at that. Yeah, none whatsoever. Um, The show itself, we've talked about the show when Lonnie saw them. I don't really have anything to add. The Hollywood Bowl was incredibly strict, and I got the feeling that they were being assholes. Um, I didn't see Keith running around with his camera, and I didn't see the after-show photo of the audience. So I don't know whether that happened or not. Um, The show was the same as everything else, but I have not seen Kiss since March 2020, right before COVID shut everything down. And I enjoyed the living shit out of the set. Um, the Hollywood Bowl as well. I had I ended up in a box. So I had a fucking hmm. waiter bringing me coffees, which was nice. really... Yeah, I'm at a Kiss concert drinking coffee with a waiter. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, wow, that's kind of posh. Time just changed. Times times have changed when you want a coffee at a concert, not yeah. not a beer. Um, Stay awake. The venue is beautiful, and you're in like a legendary venue. Come on, now I've done the Forum, I've done the Hollywood Bowl, Madison Square Garden on this tour, and it really was. It did feel like a special occasion, but it it was packed, and I've heard all the songs, but it was nice to hear. And one thing I'll say, Paul sounded okay during the sound check i ha- again i love got to choose i didn't come out of there pulling my ears off mm. feeling abused um the show itself was absolutely amazing in in that confine of the hollywood bowl which is just like a big dome over the stage that's you know more structured for orchestral stuff um yeah. so it was very cool i got making love obviously i haven't heard on the tour before either i sat down and didn't bother paying attention to beth just like shock me um it, it's fine for what it is but i thought i thought it was awesome absolutely if you're on the fence about seeing them one last time 
get off the fence because I had hoped to see more people than I did. And doing the sound check thing threw a lot of those plans into a, a disarray. I came out of one um, entrance and bumped into fucking Alain from Japan. It's like, holy right. shit, what are you doing here? Um, you know, and then I look one other direction and I see Mark Cicchini. I just saw him from the side bopping his head to kiss uh, playing, which was really cool. I saw him after the show to say hi. Um, and I saw Nick outside before one of our, our regulars who okay. watches. Um, but I did not see as many folks as I knew were going to be at the show, which is a little bit of a bummer. Plus I was driving. So I kind of put paid to any of the social shenanigans. Um but a great show. I watched Evan Stanley and Amber Wilde, and I will say this about that band. They were palatable as an opening act with no reference point for most of the songs that they were doing. Um, but that band has one person in it, and that is Evan. Uh, mm -hmm. As a front man, he is his father's son. Uh, impressively so. Um, he commands the audience very well with his confidence and his and his pose. He, he has definitely watched a lot of his father's videos. I mean, he was wearing a sparkly outfit. It looked like a rock star, except mm. for the hair. Um, he plays the shit out of his guitar, but the other guys all look like a mix, a mishmash of Hollywood caricatures. You had the uh. head banded Tommy Lee wannabe on drums. You had the <laughs> tattooed shirtless bass player. I'm sorry, the cliches. I'm sure they're all really nice guys, and obviously they can play. And then you had Gary Busey wearing a long coat, um, mm. also singing one song. So they did not look like a band. They looked like Evan Stanley, rock star, with a bunch of other guys who could be any anonymous uh, mannequin off the Hollywood strip. So mm. Evan sings very well. The songs are catchy, but not memorable. I can't remember a single lick or riff from them, but I wasn't there for Evan. So yeah. 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 Am Amber Wilde is perfectly fine as an opening act um, for accusations of Nepo baby. Who gives a shit? Paul Stanley wants his son opening for him on the final run of kiss. Paul it's gotta Stanley be better than a painter. It's better than a painter. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it's better. Well, it's not better than Dave Lee Roth, though some will all say, well, it probably is better than Dave Lee Roth because Dave Lee Roth's vocals uh, and what he's doing to some of the songs ain't quite, uh, you know. Ain't well, quite right. Well, they're not looking. It's not what people are looking for when they hear Van Halen hits. Yeah. It's not like he's coming out and doing Shy Boy or Ladies Night in Buffalo or just like Paradise or, or whatever. Mm. You know, some yeah. of the more obscure DLR stuff, um, none of which is that obscure. So. You know, it, it was it was really, really fun. Oh, also saw Derek Christopher, promoter of Atlanta. Derek, it was great to see you. Um, you know, I'm, he's looking remarkably healthy for someone who worked with Vinny. So <laughs> someone who did successfully pull off an expo with Vinny Vincent. So always good to see a survivor. Um, so that's it. I, I don't really have anything to say. I do have one quick piece of video, and I'll just play it now.
All right, let's see the last bit of video from that I shot. I did not shoot that much. Um, obviously, for the gold mine review, I, I had to pull 4K uh, a video grab for that cool ass photo of the pyro exploding all over the place. I'm really glad that they used that because I, I didn't know that was going to happen. All right, let's get into some <laughs> topics from the board. Um, yeah, that that's one other thing. So. I did put up video of Paul's flying sequence. At the end of it, you can just see Evan's head. And Evan comes up to the walkway between, I was in the first level, of uh, the garden terrace, I think it was called. Um, he's watching his dad fly up to the mini stage, which is really <laughs> cool. I mean, and interacting with the, with the crowd as well. I mean, he was really good with the audience when he was out and about. But, you know, that reminds me, Nick Simmons was there in the audience and getting doing selfies with people and Shannon Tweed was there. So, you know, again, there were a whole bunch of Hollywood people as well. He he was probably meeting up with Evan afterwards and talking about 2.0 because you know, it's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Who knows? Who cares? I I, I don't care about that. I'm calling it. I called it a long time ago. Okay. We'll see. We, we shall see. All right. Let's get into some... Uh, oh, yeah, I bought two things, uh, which gives me something to bitch about. I said I wasn't going to go... Oh, sh- out. look at uh, that. Our nice. buddy Alex texted uh, during the show. He's like, can you get me a tour book? I'm like, I'm not going shopping. I wasn't going to go shopping. I went out and I saw, oh, I never got a drum head before from the end of the road. <laughs> and so I just said, give me a drum head and a pair of uh, drumsticks. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a drummer. Um, and then I noticed, this is a fucking cheap ass sticker, sticker that's been just put over i'm like for fuck's sake and <laughs> not even a real prop doesn't feel like a real drum head either so <laughs> tour books are essential yeah i still have the second ever tour book from the end of the road sold at a merch stand so i don't need another one really yeah, they're, they, selling they, them. they're selling the tour book the newest their latest one on on kiss online so if they, yeah it's nice it's I picked one up. Yeah, that's what I told Alex. I said they got them on Kiss Online because then I don't have to worry about shipping it to carry it. I know they carry it around all night. Yeah, Yeah. I I did get a free bag um, for the end of the road, and I've got a A kiss bag. Yeah, and I've also got a let's see, this shows up bag full of uh, confetti and and shit. (laughs) Oh, and someone gave me. Someone grabbed a pick. He had to beat up a five-year-old to get that from the soundtrack. But an Eric, Eric Singer pick, and I got a class a ticket. So, um, Lonnie, why don't you get us started with a topic? Because uh, we're going to some the to the board, I think. Or yeah, to whatever I had you want topic. to talk about. I had a topic that that I put up on on our post earlier this weekend. I think it's it, it kind of contradicts itself because they did announce the pay per view finally today. You know, we're, we're less than a month away from it. But Kiss out on tour for these last 25 shows of North in North America. The kings of marketing mm-hmm. have nothing to promote as they're going through these last 25 shows across the country. No new box set like they have the last two years. Mm-hmm. No new DVD. No new KISS merchandise of any type of, oh, we have this shiny object over here. Don't forget. And, you know, KISS is getting a lot of media coverage in all these towns that they're going to. 
But these kings of marketing, that is the band, has nothing physical to promote along the way, which I I find extremely odd considering their history of, well, the concert tickets aren't enough. You have to buy this other product as well. Now, today we did finally get the pay-per-view and we kind of mm-hmm. went around the horn and we all kind of said, yeah, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it. And I think most people watching this are going to do the same thing. But I, I just find it really strange. And I know that there's that there's the... Um, the supposed selling of the brand or this or that. Yeah, Kissology for that. I was told 15 years uh-huh. ago that was on the way anytime. Um, but there, but there's nothing. And I know there's a selling of the brand, like I said, but I can't believe that they're, that we're not promoting anything. What do you guys think about that? I mean, do you guys find that as odd? I, I I don't personally find that odd because Kiss have been known to be the band that's behind everything about two years. So the the good idea that they'll come up with will be two years too late, of course. But you know, I I always wonder because you 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 do have a point, Lonnie, that before they always had something to kind of hype along the way on the tour. And this time they they don't, which again leads you to wonder, you know, what's really going on behind the scenes? Are they really in serious negotiation with anything about their name, brand, and this and that? Can they not do anything besides what they already have going on there? I don't know, right? There's only one person in this panel who I think might have some idea, but he couldn't say even if he did. But I just think that it it is suspicious that there isn't anything like that going on, which... uh, you know, which brings me to my thing, but I'll wait to that after Ken answers and Julian answers. Yeah, I just said I'm not going to answer. <laughs> <laughs> not shocking. Well, for me, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, usually they're promoting something. Um, I- I'm hoping that maybe they announce something on that the last day or December 1st or 2nd of a box set you know or something like that and it goes on sale at that time um yeah i mean you you know back in the old day they tore it up for the albums you know they put an album out they tore the album tour um but they haven't done that in ages and and they don't do that anymore it's just these things that come out either during the year these little the picture discs or colored vinyl um and then the other thing of course, the last two years they had the box sets, and we were hoping that it was going to continue. And I think it will, but I think they just they had to be put on hold for whatever reason. And we would have we would have had something. Um, so we just can you know we just got to wait and and see what comes out. It may not come out until I'm thinking now. I'm thinking oh, maybe it's something good, and they'll do it like on the release of you know the anniversary of their first album release in February. Um, you know, fiftieth anniversary. Hopefully, it's something like that. There's not enough time. It, it would have yep. to be announced, you know, nearly imminently for something to happen, and we would have had uh, probably a squeak out of one of the big mouths about <laughs> some project happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, I, I'm, I'm not. 
I don't have any visibility into that, which is why I don't say things that I do here, because often when people say things that they have heard, it has changed or is not quite what they have heard because it's third hand or fourth hand by that time. So that's why I've always, well, I've only recently discovered that actually talking about stuff so that you appear important is not a very good idea because things change. It's business. So um, I don't think you can blame Universal. I don't think you can blame Kiss. I don't think Kiss has come out and actually even said that they're selling the fucking brand um, or or that. I think that's a a construct that is made up by the fans or maybe assumed by certain fans. It may Mm -hmm. be true. It may not be true. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I don't know. There has been product. We've had all these anniversary albums this year. Yeah. Um, I just received my Psycho Circus. Um, picture this. Picture this. Thank you. Mm. Um, yeah, which, arri- which arrived in perfect condition. So I'm, oh, I'm two, for, two for two on the Alive 3 and that arriving, which mm. I then decided, why the fuck did I buy that? I don't even want any more copies of Psycho Circus. Um so I don't think we know what's going on. I think there's a lot of assumptions of what possibly could be going on because you read about it nearly every week of some legacy act selling their catalog and bands getting old um, and, and whatnot. But I have no idea. Um, mm. And again, if I did, I wouldn't fucking say it because I don't speak for them. Exactly. Um, yeah. All right. So can I go next? Oh, you're ready now? Go. Yeah. Go. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm just curious about your guys' thoughts on this because I have a s- strong suspicion about one thing. Um, when the when the reunion tour happened back in '96, and after it was done, we had that fantastic Second Coming DVD that came out at that time. And I remember when that first came out, I ran to the you know HMV here, grabbed it and watched it, and had an enjoyable time watching it. You know, not knowing that it was, you know, a tour of hell for the guys because it didn't portray it like that on the video, obviously. Uh, I have a strong suspicion that once this tour is done, give it about half a year. And I think there's going to be a similarly released end of the road kind of two DVD to Blu-ray kind of thing documenting this tour. Because, I mean, I think that it would it would be absolutely insane, I think, if they didn't film these things while they were out on the road. Now, I guarantee you that there is lots of footage of it, not only of just shows, but probably backstage stuff, this and that. And I think that, like Julian said, if there was something that they wanted to do on the road, now it's too late because it's you know it would have to be something really quickly done. But after the tour is done, they could compile all the stuff that they had over the last you know five years or four years or three years or whatever it is to do this and put together a really good DVD or Blu-ray release from that i'm just curious about what you guys think about that because i think it's that's one thing that i I would definitely believe is possible to happen and would make everybody happy universal you know their 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 parent company or whoever is the one that they're under the umbrella for dvd releases and i think kiss would be you know uh, happy to do something like that as well something that i think that they would want to have to document the tour your thoughts I'm nearly certain that there will be an end of the road documentary. There was a videographer Netflix. on stage with them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be Netflix. Um, it'll be whoever pays them what money they want in order mm-hmm. to, you know, cover all the costs of, you know, the construction. But there was a videographer on stage with them. There was one around at Hollywood Bowl. I'm sure it's been the same at other shows capturing footage. I, I think there have even been some tweets by people um, in the industry 
Um, so I, I think that's nearly a given that footage is being captured. Now, mm -hmm. the business side of it is a whole different kettle of fish um, because they will want to be paid in advance and there'll be costs involved in putting it together. Um, editing doesn't come cheap and making something look good. I, I just want to go back to the Hollywood Bowl before I, I turn that over to the other guys. Um, Mark, I think you need to make sure you do go to Toronto because a lot of the new sequences and video footage in the background is absolutely fantastic. I did post a picture of the rock and roll over-ish type stuff, but mm -hmm. I was also a very naughty boy because there was footage <laughs> being shown that I was shouting, strike! Um... <laughs> Waiting for Mr. Uh, Loomis's daddy to come by and hit them with a copyright because <laughs> oh, I'm pretty God. sure he's had that footage taken <clears throat> down off YouTube claiming that he owns it. All right. Ken, documentary. Yeah, I mean, uh, the documentary, um, I know Gene said that at the beginning of one of those. I watched one of those videos, maybe it was your, your show, where he said, you know, you know, Gene mentioned that they were filming documentary. I don't know if it's part of Netflix or, or something else. Um, if there still is the Netflix um, biopic, whether that's happening or not, that would be a good way to promote it, to first have a documentary of their you know, 50th anniversary tour or, or whatever as kind of a, you know, gather, gain interest into KISS, and then they come out later with the, you know, the biopic. Um, kind of as an advertisement kind of thing. Um, I don't know if that's happening or not, you know, but that's just something I thought that could happen um, unless they trashed or not trashed, but uh, canned the biopic and just went to a documentary instead. Uh, that's also the possibility too. So, but I'm hoping both would happen. Yeah. Really? Biopic? You're, you have great confidence in Netflix, don't you? I have zero confidence in Netflix. <clears throat> if they could do a Molly Crew one, they could do a Kiss one. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll end up being as bad as that Def Leppard one. Lonnie? Yeah, right. I don't think, and I think there there will be something, um, some kind of DVD, Blu-ray, highlighting the last show, maybe highlighting these last string of shows. Do I think it's going to be a, a documentary about the last five years of this tour? Absolutely not. There are too many black eyes and blemishes along the way of this tour that they would have to gloss over, skip over completely, and would be very disrespectful to a lot of people, including Fran. Mm. And I don't think that is going to happen at all. I mean, you're, are you, are you going to talk about COVID in, in it? Because this thing is going on for five years because of COVID. Do I really want a DVD talking about a tour being suspended over COVID? Um, talk about Dubai? No. Well, they don't have to do all that time. But well, well, then you're going to gloss over and it's bullshit, that Mark. If you're going to gloss over it and not talk about it, then it's a lie and it's bullshit. So if Kiss has done that to every. I'm throughout their career, they've glossed over those. So I don't think I, I think it'd be totally disrespectful. You're already being sued by Fran's family. So are you going to do it? Just are you going to are you going to do a DVD pounding your chest about how great we are, and then we're just going to gloss over that? Oh yeah, that happened along the way too, but we're not going to talk about that. So I think there'll be something about this final run, and it will be this pay per view will be on the DVD of the last Kiss concert. 
but it will be a DVD about this last five years? Absolutely not. I think it starts in Vancouver, uh, w- without a doubt, with I, footage I, I, that was terrible. Yeah, well, you know, I think it'll be maybe an advertising piece for Stereowave, which are what they're, they're using now. They have these nasal injection things that puts up uh, cleaning fluid up the nose, and it actually uses a light to act. They're actually using this on the road. Um, and, and that's a Vancouver Sun article because it's a Vancouver-based company. Um, so post-COVID, they've been doing that to kind of try and stay healthy, apparently. Um, and Doc is quoted directly in the Vancouver Sun article on that. But I think it has to start in 2019 and explain why the end of the road has been so long. But I think they will jump forward to just this final run. So I think they will gloss over the previous four years. They will probably do little flying sequences. Uh, we went to Australia. We went to Dubai. It, it'll be glossed over as part of the history. This is Kiss, 50- man. They're going to do it. You watch. Yeah, fifteen minutes of all the decision making of making the final run, you know, and then fifteen minutes on four years, and then the last twenty five shows or or whatever this this run has been. I, I could see that easily happen. I don't see a biopic happening. I don't see there being the market for that, especially with the reaction to something like the Casablanca uh, story, whatever it was called, Spitting Gold. Uh, that's different, though. I mean, Casablanca story is, is yep. not dedicated to to kiss i mean it was about the a music executive right in the, in the, like it's, it's a track record though there, there were five people at the detroit rock city movie in 1999 <laughs> there were two yeah. people at the, yeah. at, at the spinning gold in, in this last year i mean it's true i, mean, I think the numbers speak for themselves <laughs> It's true, but uh, I think a documentary would, or not documentary, but a biopic would would do better than all of those. So, yeah, here, here we are at the end of the road, and the Beatles and Rolling Stones are releasing new music, and Aerosmith and Kiss are done, and can't put, can't get their shit together, you know, and haven't been able to for years. I mean, I just yeah. read the Brad Whitford interview. Um, which, which basically said why the last album was a clusterfuck and why they can't record because they're a clusterfuck. And I, I don't think it's that much different really than um, the situation with Kiss in that obviously Paul's vocal is something that I don't even think Peter Jackson can help at this point because it's, it's it just wouldn't be honest and he wouldn't want to d- go through that to fake it or go through the studio trickery Um He's doing the best he can, I think, to get get through the road. But mm-hmm. Lon- Lonnie's absolutely right. I think there'll be a package, end of the road. Um, we're, we're getting the pay-per-view, so there will be cameras in the house, obviously, for the final show. Does that translate into a live album that sounds anything like the actual shows? Um, <laughs> that would be a first. Yeah, but... Yeah. There are clearance issues with a lot of that material as well. So, you know, but this is so interesting, though. I find, you know, you talk about clearance issues and this and that. You know, back in the day when, you know, Kiss was putting out a Kiss Alive and one live two, they didn't have to think about clearance issues and all this other shit and stuff like that. Now it's become such a big, big business, all this stuff now that to do anything, like for them to fart, they probably have to write a piece of paper and sign it with a lawyer in front of them, you know? It's unbelievable, like how, how, 
wrapped up in the business this stuff has become. I mean, the, the publishing know, hadn't been sold. It was all still controlled by the same parties and all the members of the band were a part of the same partnership. Everything yeah. was in house. None of everything's been dispersed and sold and resold and parted mm-hmm. and sold again and stolen and devalued. So yeah, don't blame the business uh, for making it difficult. It is a result of the passage of time and the change in the business as to why everything has become so complex, because now it requires a multiple parties and goodwill and a whole bunch of other things I never want to know about, because I just want to be able to press fucking play, not read a goddamn manual uh, written by lawyers before I get to the music. Yeah. But, but that's what I mean. It, it, it just seems now like just the simplicity and the, the fun of it. It's just, you know, it's almost sucked out because of all this stuff, you know. Like, I, I feel for Ken, for example, because he's the Mr. Optimistic, Mr. Maybe they'll make another album. Maybe, come on, guy. Like, he, he's, he always sees the positivity in Kiss. And with the way things are now, it's just, it's just impossible for them to do some of these things that, you know, normal other bands you would think would be able to do, you know. And, and I understand, you know, they, they like you said, Julian, they sold all this stuff. The publishing has gone, you know, when that whole coal mine disaster back in the 70s when they got so much debt behind them, they had to sell off half their stuff. You know, I mean, it, it, they, there wasn't good business going on with them, you know, in that time. And so they lost a lot of stuff. And I, I also remember I told you that before, but that whole publishing thing to that Japanese company that they sold off long time back there. Right. I mean, there are a lot of the stuff. You're right. They don't own any of it. So it does make it a lot more difficult. But you know, it is sad though that you know the Rolling Stones can come out now and put out a record that's actually really good. It's, it's going to make my top five this year of records this year that came out. It's really mm. good, you know. And and who would have even thought that the Beatles would have had something put out, you know, yeah. th- this year? I mean, these <laughs> it's it's sad because you know we have we still have these guys like Paul and Gene who are still pretty you know in good shape physically, you know, maybe not vocally, Paul, but, you know, they they're, they can still do it if they wanted to, but there's just, there's no motivation to do it, you know? No, I mean, they're, they're on the wrong side of the coin in terms of the business that they want to get paid up front before mm. they fart. You know, yeah. you know, their old school mentality, where's my advance? Where's my cash? You know, um, who was it? Aretha Franklin wouldn't go on stage unless half her, her guarantee was paid right. in cash because it was the transaction was secured as part of the deal. And that was real. And she wasn't going to get ripped off. If it was in cash mm. in her handbag, mm. you know? So I, I understand that mentality because what artist doesn't want to get paid for their art in, especially in a environment where, you know, Taylor Swift free releases 1989 and, you know, earned 15 cents on Spotify for 10 billion plays, you know, (laughs) something stupid like that. You know, it it really is insulting the industry to the artist. It's Mm. why, again, Taylor's re-recording her whole catalog to control her art so that she can do what she wants because her catalog was sold behind her. But this is not the Taylor Swift podcast. And Ronnie Parker put up a very good reminder uh, who's been watching Watching some of the stuff, Ace Frehley filmed a video for the 10,000 Volts uh, title track yesterday, and you could have heard a little peek at the music, a little sample going no, in the background. That. So Ace yeah. is doing a music video that can't be shown anywhere because MTV only shows idiots. Yeah, I know they, they said they delivered 
the uh, the tapes or whatever to the record company. So it's in their hands, and it's only a matter of time, I guess. Uh, February, I guess, when it's supposed to be out. If he's filming a video, at least a single's imminent. Yeah. I was going to say, there must be a said, single. And I think he said Very end of November. Soon. You know, maybe he should adjust that date to maybe December uh, 2nd. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, that'd be, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. All right. Yeah. Who's up next with the topic? Yes, Ken would be next, I guess. Oh, uh, I did have something. It was kind of something I was thinking about um, uh, regarding, you know, the Kiss anthems. Um, you know, what are your three favorite Kiss anthems that are not? That's the key point here. That are not Rock and Roll Night, Shout It Out Loud, or I Love It Loud. So three favorite Kiss anthems that are not any well, of those three. One would have to be a God Gave Rock and Roll to You would be one for sure. Okay. I, I think that yeah, that would fall produced by Who was that produced by? By, oh, by, no. by my by my good friend, actually, you know, the, you know, he he's he, he's the one who produced it. Actually, did a good beautifully job. Beautifully done. Yeah. He's the one yeah. that hacked your fa- Facebook account. Yeah, probably. Oh. He's the one who probably got got <laughs> attacked me there, thanks to all my fine comments I made to him. Uh, uh, but uh, other other anthems, I mean, what, yeah, I, I think I might. Even, I, I think I would have to agree with Damien there. I think "Turn On the Night," which is one of my favorite songs off of "Crazy Nights," okay. is definitely. Uh, another one as well, but uh, I, I'm trying to think of, you know, the, for me the the anthems came to be rather easily from the the later period. I mean, the the earlier period. I mean, you right away I think back to rock and roll night, right, and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, I've right. had to say one more. Uh, I don't know, maybe all hell's breaking loose. Okay. Oh, I was just listening to that today. Yeah, I'm in Toronto. I love it. So that's a few. So what? I mean, Lonnie, do you have three? So three. I anthems? think God gave rock and roll to you is is essential. I think I have to throw I into the ring. Also. Oh yeah, there you go. Gosh. Lonnie wins. That is yeah. a that is a talk about get yourself fired up type of kiss anthem. It's mm-hmm. that's totally totally one that has to be on there. And uh, and I see a lot of uh, I see a lot of love for flaming youth on the on the board as well. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go flaming youth also. That's a yeah. That's a you know believe in yourself type of kiss anthem. That, that's kind of kiss at its finest. It's flaming flaming youth. That's a song that kind of wraps up what kiss is all about. Okay, Julian, your three. Hmm. That's that's really tough, especially tough. ones that haven't already kind of been mentioned. Um, you can mention I, the same ones. I, I think I. I mean, when I started thinking yeah. about this, I, I was like, "Calling Doctor Love," but that's not really. It doesn't not really, really an anthem. It doesn't really, you know, even, even approach a... that that level. You know, "Turn on the Night" is definitely one. I think I would definitely be one, and. Yeah, I, I can't really come up with three. I, I thought you'd say like Crazy Nights or something like that. No, because it's, it's well, this is my people. You know, we like it. Like, uh, <laughs> 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 no. I guess no. not. No, it, it's. I, I picked three. I, I, you know, obviously I thought if 
thought of this before I you know, brought this to you. Um, are you the, ready? But the three. Are you ready? Is good. I like. Are you ready? The lost kiss anthem. Mm. Just, That's good. Just, That's a good one, Julian. Just yeah, my, 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 yeah, my three uh, that I thought about. This is before it came, you know, on the show today here because I this topic. Um, one of them was I, same as you guys, mm-hmm. uh, definitely for that one. And then I kind of cheated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used uh, "It's My Life" as another one. You know, it, it's on the box set, so. It's kisses kind of performed it live on the cruise. It's a kiss. That's song. true. They did play it once. Um, it's my life. And then the, the last one you'll probably give me a bad time for, but I'm gonna, I'm saying, and on the eighth day is my third anthem <laughs> on that one. So interesting. Those are my three. Well, yeah. Give me more. Give me more. It's not really an anthem in my you know type of yeah. song. But I anyway, I, I, I like this one. Live to win. Imagine that done by Kiss. Mm-hmm. Probably the most most Kiss like of the songs from that album. All right, so I get to go now, don't I? Yes. All right. yes. Go ahead. And the topic I ripped off the board, thank you, board, was um, the Millennium concert was pretty good. Was it, Lonnie? No, it was not. <laughs> Um, and and I stand by that. I was so anticipating that album coming out. You know, like when the the farewell tour started twenty three years ago, um, we were told Kiss Alive Four was the product that they were going to be selling along the way, and it was supposed to come out in March. Then it was supposed to come out in May. And that was supposed to come out in August, and then the record store just kind of took it off the board and never really reappeared. And then it, fi- you know, that finally emerges on the Alive box set six years later. And, and I was excited to go get it. And Best Buy had, you know, remember the blunder of Best Buy with the two hidden tracks, and mm-hmm. you know what a what a cluster that was. But anyway, <laughs> no, it is not very good. I I anticipated listening to this for a very long time. And no, it is not good. It is so slow. Mark, Mark, Mark hated it so much he dropped off. Um, <laughs> it, it's so slow and 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 just ain't I back? It's just terrible. You, it, it's just yeah, you are. It's just plot. It's just plotting and slow. And it it was supposed to be a representation of what seeing Kiss on the reunion tour and and, and in that era was about. And it's not. It's terrible. It's so. I mean, it, it's shit. It, it is. It's just absolute shit. Thank you, Julian. Um, no. So I, the answer to that question is no. It is not that good. Yes, uh, and and I say yeah. shit because that is what it is. It is turgid. It is slow. It is in serious need of some uppers. Um. If any, if any performance needed cocaine, that one did. It's garbage. It's disappointing. I wanted to like I it. I wanted yeah. to be happy and excited mm-hmm. about it. And when we finally got it on the box set um, in 2006, I was like, oh, my God, this is crap. 
I, I mean, I, I want to like it. And there are better performances from the reunion era. It's almost like it's a spiteful release because it doesn't do any of them a favor as a band. Um, there, there, there's very little I can really add to it. I wanted to like it, just like I wanted to to enjoy the um, the last kiss. I think I still have a poster from the, that pay per view up on my wall. So the question is: is is are we talking just the audio or the video? Uh, the Millennium concert. The Millennium concert. Yeah, the okay. Millennium concert. There's there's no video of that. I don't think. There's not. Not official. No. no. Not official. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, it's. it's keep, Are you hoarding? Keep, wait, wait, wait. Are you hoarding <laughs> something, Ken? Is that what you want I to know, get out Uh oh. I know. I've seen something. Anyway, um, he said pretty good. <laughs> I, I would say not horrible. I would just say it was good. It was. It's not great. You know, it's not. I wouldn't call it bad. I just a so so. So I'm I'm just kind of in the middle on that one. Uh, that's obviously uh, not can, the one can. you go to. Can 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 you you're well, such well, a... well. Bill Phelps just brought up Symphony. Is it better or worse than Kiss Symphony? Oh, a Symphony's yeah. better. Symphony's better. The Symphony's yeah. pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of things though around Symphony that I don't like either though. For sure, yeah. but it's Is still it better. better. Is it better or worse than Donington off the soundboard? Donington. I didn't mind Donington, actually. I mean, I was okay. I I have a soft... I I mean, I I, I have a soft spot for soundboards. I mean, you know, know, I I, I love them because they they show all the warts and everything that's in there, you know, and the, the, the problem with Millennium is that it's not that they're, you know, there's no warts or anything like that. It's, it's those points that Lonnie brought up. It's 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 slow. It sounds like they're out of gas already. Like they like they're they're ready for a break already at this at that point in their you know five year cycle that they're doing. It, it's it's just not a good album. I mean, I have to agree with Lonnie and Julian. It's it's, it's terrible. It's it's a record number one that I don't own because when I did hear parts of it, I thought it was just so plodding. There's no life in it at all. So I, I didn't bother getting it. And there's, I have no interest in getting it because of that. I mean, and for a band that's been so known or made their reputation based on their live show, it's it's surprising how bad that that actually is. I mean, I have to say, Symphony to me is much better. I enjoyed it much more than that. That 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 just that that just seemed like they were just phoning it in that one to me. That said, if they released the Millennium Concert as a standalone CD, since it's been released as a standalone LP, I would buy it. Sure. Even though I've got it on you the 2006 it. box set, <laughs> and I don't like it, and I probably would never play it. Um, you know, it's uh, just just kind of one of those things. All right. Not their best. Not not their best at all. I'm I'm just looking for what was it that leaked today? Well, yeah, Kiss Cruise soundboard recording from 2022. Mm. A bit choppy. Mm. That's up. Anyone checked that out yet? No. I saw it. I've not listened to it. Yeah, I heard a little and bit of it. 
And then Kiss is now on the road in Vancouver. One thing I am looking forward to is seeing Crownland's opening set because I did check out Setlist FM and it looked like they'd done two songs for their opening set. <laughs> two, yeah, two songs. See, that's that's yeah. the sign of a true prog band right there. Yeah, so, a 17-minute song and a 12-minute song. Because one thing <laughs> wow. well, that did strike me at um, Hollywood Bowl was um, Amber Wilde. It, it, Getting the two band names always Amber Wilde straight are, are kind of you know kind of difficult, but they hit the stage at exactly seven thirty. They came off stage at I think eight o'clock and fifteen seconds, so they were absolutely bang up. There was no extra time for Paul's son. He was exactly thirty minutes um, for his opening set. Um, Kiss Symphony. I mean, uh, quite a few folks have brought that up. You know, Symphony. Are you going to ever watch that again or listen to it? I mean, is it one that ever comes to mind when you think of listening to Kiss Live? I mean, some of us reach for MTV Unplugged. Some of us listen to Alive 2, Alive 3. But when's the last time you listened to Symphony? Well, uh, honestly, I, I've watched it a few times, mainly because what ends up happening is I watched, I like watching these documentaries that come with it. Like, you know, when they show them, you know, rehearsing with the symphony and how they got all the music. I, I like those kind of behind the scene documentaries that come with those kind of releases. So I, I, I tend to pull them out and watch them because I, I like those. And, you know, usually what will end up happening, and I'll admit this, I don't usually watch all three parts of it, you know, part one, just the band, part two, the, you know, the smaller acoustical thing with the ensemble and then the big grandiose thing. I usually just watch the grandiose set and kind of just, you know, don't watch the other parts. That, But that's just me, right? Lonnie, symphony, ever? Um, I might listen to it if the mood catches me right that I just want something different live to listen to. Um. You know, if I'm cutting the grass or something like that, it, you know, I'm not 100% dialed into it, you know, but oh, that's <laughs> not bad. Music. It's different. But am I going to sit down and give myself a freaking headache watching that DVD? No. If that thing, came, if that thing came out in 2003, I probably haven't watched it since 2004, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, Bill had a good comment there that uh, at least Peter's on it. Um, and, of course, the bonus footage. Ken, Symphony, ever scratch an itch for there? Yeah. <laughs> I would I would watch it uh, again. Um, you know, I have the vinyl, of course, too, but uh, maybe put that on. Uh, I, I would, but, yeah, it's not my first go-to or anything for a live. I, was, I might just say, oh, yeah, this uh, symphony. I might, you know, I haven't listened to that in quite a while. I'll go check it out, you know, put it on and play it through and then wait another 10 years before I play it again. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> well, today is November the 9th. Well, we're taping this, and that is, of course, the date that Eric Carr played his final concert with Kiss at Madison Square Garden mm. in 1990. I've mm. just said the name Eric Carr. Mark, what was the first thing that popped into your head? Uh, the first thing that popped into my head was uh, that that bootleg that I have of them playing uh, with the, with the uh, Palace uh, in Michigan, the uh, Michigan Palace there. Or what, what, what's that place? The uh, the one where they did the... Uh, God, I keep forgetting the name of that place. 
in Detroit, the the the, the venue there, because I I got I got a a bootleg of that show, and I, I've always loved that show. I I thought that that was by far Kobo. their best. Not Kobo. This is a after long after that. Oh, after that. Mm. Oh Jesus, Little Caesars Arena. No, that no, was, are, you, are you talking hot? Oh, the, oh, shit. Yeah. All but hell. Palace of All but That's Hells. it. Yeah. Oh. The Palace oh. of All but Hells. Yeah. Oh. That's the place. So, as soon as I think Eric Carr, that's the first thing that comes right. into my mind is when I, I just, that that show. Hmm. Because I, I remember get one of, that was one of the first uh, bootleg shows I got on VHS and watched it and was, was thoroughly impressed because of the set list and mainly because I loved his drum solo on that. I loved the way they, they dropped the mm-hmm. lighting in on him and stuff like that. It was, you know, Eric Carr, I thought, was really in fine form on that. Lonnie, Eric Carr, what was the first thing you thought of? Um, you say the name Eric Carr. The first thing I thought thought of is still the, the iconic, you know, Fox makeup in... I, I think of those Australia shows in 1980s. The first thing mm. I think of when you think of Eric Carr, I think of how good that band sounded with, with Ace and Eric in it and how um, different Eric was on the drums and how powerful he was on the drums on, in, in that Fox makeup. Um, mm. The second thing that came to mind was God gave rock and roll D was, was, was right behind it and how he played his heart out in that video mm-hmm. and how how dedicated he was and how much he wanted to be in that video at the end. Yeah, for me, I've been listening to Lick It Up soundboards all day, so it's kind mm-hmm. of hard to not immediately think of mm-hmm. Young Unwasted Live and, mm-hmm. you know, the first time he, he got to sing that. Um, yeah. It is... Actually, there are animalized soundboards in there as well, so I'm probably getting them all mixed up at this point. So, uh, it, just him live, and we got it on the creature's box. The sound of those drums were mm. finally fantastic in concert, which they weren't on the Unmasked Tour, for my taste, from the recordings that I've heard. Um, what a powerful drummer he was, and just his personality. Um, that was one of the questions that Paul was asked at the Hollywood Bowl hmm. about his memories of Eric Carr. And I didn't tape it. And I, I kind of wish I had um, because I now can't remember exactly what Paul had said other than Paul was incredibly thoughtful. He paused before answering the question. <laughs> and what he said was about Eric Carr's interaction with fans Mm. and I never got to meet him. And I I think a lot of people have kind of said over the years how incredible he was and how willing he was to interact with the fans and how he never forgot that he was kind of the luckiest guy alive to join a really big band, even though it was past its sell-by date to a certain extent, to be a part of something so amazing. So Mm -hmm. that's what I, I think of Ken. Yeah, I just think about all the times I got to see him live through the you know the eighties. Um, just fantastic, and and just about how it just seems like it's just always a great guy, um, you know, hard worker that sort of stuff. And but yeah, like the Mark said about the drumming and 
at least the, the last couple of tours, maybe, you know, uh, Crazy Nights and uh, Hot in the Shade, he had the, some great drum solos, really mm-hmm. enjoyable. I mean, lots of drum solos. Most drum solos are can be really, you know, boring and it's time for a beer kind of thing. Uh, but his weren't. They were interesting. And he put he put real thought into it and made them musical, you know. He, he, he turned it into a song, the drums, um, which was just, you know, fantastic. He was a great drummer, for sure. Ha, huh, Hollywood Bowl. Say yeah, it was my pee break. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to thank everyone who's taken the opportunity and given us your time tonight to uh, to join us. We've, our next episode is going to be 500, which mm. is freaking nuts we haven't figured out what we're going to do with this what i would love to do is to invite some of our viewers to join us live to talk about their favorite episode um Mm. you know and then we can quickly ask you about becoming a fan and you know just you know try and get quite a few people who join us regularly who want to come on video live um I think that might be fun, but we're going to have to figure out as a team how we want to to celebrate that number. I'm going to leave you with one final bit of uh, footage. Gene had said that there was going to be something special Hollywood Bowl. Gene is Gene. Gene just flaps those gums. Uh, so the elder was not getting performed in its entirety, no matter what anyone thought. But there was an extended fireworks show Um at the end and i just grabbed 18 seconds of that so before we sign off just enjoy 18 seconds of fireworks from the hollywood bowl but for now from lonnie mark ken and myself thanks for joining us we'll see you next time Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.